Welcome to The Meteor Podcast, a weekly news show about what's going on in the media community. This episode is for Friday, February 6th, 2015. This week's episode is brought to you by Modulus.io. They are the single best hosting option available for Meteor right now. Go to Modulus.io and check them out. They offer a marketplace. They offer you Mongo databases. It's very easy to integrate with other Mongo databases. Uh, you know, they offer WebSocket support with sticky sessions. They do everything right for your Meteor app. I use them for everything that I'm doing. I would highly recommend you use them as well. Modulus.io. Our next sponsor is Compose. They offer production-grade database hosting for all your Meteor apps. They have a great option called uh, Elastic Deploy, which allows you to easily uh, turn on the Oplog-enabled Mongo database that your application needs for scaling to uh, large amounts of users. So uh, I use it for Crater and uh, any other production apps that I'm doing. I highly recommend it. You should check them out, Compose.io. Not only do they do Mongo, but they also have Postgres and Redis and uh, Rethink and all kinds of options. So again, check them out, Compose.io. I'm your host, Josh Owens, along with my special guest co-host. Ryan Glover. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Hey, man. How you doing? Good. So AKA the Meteor Chef, right? Yeah. Out (laughs) in the uh, interwebs. Nice. So um, Rye was uh, thoroughly exhausted this week from working on user cycles, so he asked if I could find a co-host. So uh, at the last minute, Ryan uh, graciously stepped in. Um, but uh, you got a hard deadline, so we'll be brief, right? Yeah, I got to jump out of here in about 20, 25 minutes. Okay. All right. So let's get to it. Uh, so the sponsors this month are um, – uh, you heard them on the pre-roll, but for those watching the show, uh, Mongo, or uh, no, they changed their name, Compose.io and uh, Modulus.io. Uh, I think it's everything you need to get uh, production hosting going, so check those guys out. Um, this week, we're going to talk about Cluster. We're going to talk about getting started with Cordova. It's a nice little guide uh, I found this week. Uh uh, there was an interesting uh, repo posted about React versus Blaze. Um, MongoDB 3.0 was announced. Talk about that a little bit. And then a new package called Meteor Document Methods. Uh, so first up, uh, we'll just talk about Cluster real quick. Um, this is a new package from Aeronota, and his goal was to um, replace the need for a load balancer Uh and to also make it easier to do microservices. So if you're not familiar uh, with it, a microservice is like a focused little app that you can publish that kind of just focuses on one piece of functionality or a couple pieces of functionality. Uh, And then you kind of stitch together a whole web app using microservices. So for example, uh, you know, if you're looking at Twitter, um, the API would probably be like a really big example of a microservice. Um, but, uh, you know, something like that, like breaking your ar- architecture apart and having these different pieces that are running, you know, the stuff you need. So like, uh, analytics.twitter.com, that kind of thing. Um, and, so, uh, I'm curious actually, um, uh, I have, I've kind of taken advantage of stuff like modulus cause they have, 
load balancing and this kind of stuff built in. So have you used things like this before, or do you have anything that you've used uh, in the past? So your other options are to do, like, go with modulus, and they use stuff like, uh, well, actually, I don't even know what they're using, but I'm, I'm guessing they've got, like, HA proxy or something like that yeah. under the covers. Um, but, you know, the, the goal of this was to have a package that drops in place, and you just give it some environment variables, and it handles the load balancing on its own. So you can set up a balancer, and then you let it know, like each DDP, each uh, meteor server registers itself as a DDP endpoint, and it'll like send the traffic automatically for you. So nodes kind of being your load balancer. So that's very cool. Yeah, yeah, pretty awesome. So if you're interested, uh, Airnota set up a uh, YouTube video. Um, and he talks about it a lot in there. He's got some slides. Great blog post as well. will be in the show notes. But I would highly recommend looking at it. I actually want to play with it. I haven't had a chance yet, but I'm thinking about throwing it on Crater and see how it goes. So. Cool, yeah, I should do a blog post on that. I'd be curious to see how it works out. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to do that. All right, next story. Yeah, so next up is the Meteor Mobile Cookbook. Uh, this is a collection of helpful guides and tips for building Cordova apps. And this was actually put together by uh, a couple of the guys at Josh's alma mater over at Differential. That's Nick, Spencer, David, and from what I can tell, it looks like the bulk of commits are by Gerard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, it's just a general overview of tips and tricks for how to get your Cordova apps up and running on iOS, Android, and there's a little joke about uh, Windows Phone in there. Uh, they wrote, <laughs> ha, just kidding. Um, but it, it looks really great. It's actually pretty comprehensive. Um, I haven't gone too far into it, and I honestly don't have a lot of experience with Cordova, but uh, it goes over stuff like, um, uh, what did I find in there? Uh, like preparing your app for the App Store, uh, getting it ready for iTunes Connect, uh, creating a production bill, configuring Xcode, and things like that. Um, yeah. While I was going through this, I was curious, Josh, because I caught your O'Reilly screencast a few weeks back. Have you done a lot of work with Cordova, or are you? Not a lot. Um, I'm in the middle of a project right now, and uh, yeah. we haven't gotten to the point where we're submitting to the App Store yet. But um, you know, we're we've we've got a build working with our Cordova app. Uh, the biggest thing, apparently, and I don't I don't know if this is documented in here, but we were having a conversation about kind of gotchas at our local Cincinnati meetup on Tuesday. And that's where I found out about this. And I thought, ah, this is a great thing. Like it should be shared with the world. And, um, you know, it's funny because we clicked on Android for the gotchas and it's completely empty. And we're like, oh, Android just works, (laughs) Um, which is probably not the case. I just think they haven't focused a ton on the Android stuff yet. But um, like Ben uh, Strahan from, Media Club was talking about he he built an app and he couldn't figure out why it wasn't working correctly. Mm-hmm. And it turns out like Cordova doesn't seem to rebuild the entire thing uh, every time you tell it to build. It just rebuilds parts of the application. And apparently it wasn't rebuilding. Oh. Like he changed the URL from HTTP to HTTPS for security purposes and it wasn't picking up that change. And therefore he had to like wipe out his entire Meteor build folder and uh start from scratch yikes and uh i mean that's not that big of a deal right but um you know it's just like that meteor local build or whatever Mm -hmm. and um 
and that fixed the problem for him. So I just thought like I, you know, we were talking about that and, and Gerard ran into the same thing with Facebook and uh, having to change the URL and it wasn't rebuilding that part. And he was tearing his hair out, trying to debug it. And it turned out like he just nuked the folder and then everything built right. <laughs> gotcha. And then he yeah. told me about this and I'm like, ah, yeah, let's, let's get this out there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, from what I can tell that gotcha's part is definitely the most valuable piece of this just because that's like reading through that. You can tell those are the things that just hours and hours are wasted on trying to figure out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, definitely something um, if you're working with Cordova to check out and, and play around with. They also go over um, just like a couple of features like push notifications, splash screens, and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm too much here. Uh, so the next one was uh, React versus Blaze kind of performance. There was it's kind of a two two parter here. One you got to go watch the video that's linked in the show notes and then uh, go to actually click on this link here. Okay. They do, they do link to the video in the GitHub repo. So go to the GitHub repo. There's a link that goes to the video and then a link that goes to the original source code. If you want to see the react stuff and the comparison, like the video is great. He compares. Um, yeah. Well, it's mostly great, right? He left meteor out. So, <laughs> Maybe he's dead to me. I don't know. Um, but uh, he compares uh, React with uh, Ember and Angular, and maybe that was it. But I think it was uh, just the three screens. Yeah, but he he fires up this uh, client side only application, and it's it's just sorting a list of like database queries, and the database queries are just all kind of fictional, but it, it's pulled from a real app. And uh, he's, he's like real time sorting a hundred rows on the screen. And um, he's just kind of showing you what the performance looks like when you're scrolling or when you're seeing little tooltip hovers and that kind of thing. And like, it's very clear to me, you go to Ember and like, it's super, super sluggish. Angular was a little better, but you could still see like herky jerky scrolling. Whereas React was like super smooth. Yeah, and- React was taking care of business with that. I was impressed by that though. Definitely caught my attention. Yeah. And the other thing, and this is what I've found probably the most interesting. I may take this code and package it up, but there's a, uh, a meteor, uh, not a meteor, a, a memory stats uh, little package that Paul Iris wrote. Hmm. And um, he's showing that on the screen as well. And you can see there's actually a memory leak in Ember. And it's just like, as it's running, the memory is just like going right up uh, like a hockey stick. And uh, I think it got to like 100 megs or so. Um, And so the interesting thing is you go to this GitHub repo, you pull this thing down, and it's basically the Meteor version of the same application. So there's like some data that gets inserted and then uh, PubSub, I think. Uh, Is that true? Let me click in here and look at the packages. Uh, no, Arda Publish is still there, so there's probably no PubSub, but, you know, it inserts some data in the server and then syncs it over to the client, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Actually, I haven't had a chance to play with this. Do you Have you gotten it up and running on your machine? Yeah, I got it running. And the cool part was, so it's better at performance than Angular Ember were, but it's, you know, you get like the ever so slightly herky-jerkies when you're trying to scroll, and the you know, the tool tips could be a little faster and, you know, it's set to like a zero timeout for moving the, the table rows around. It's a little slower than react. Like 
like it's noticeable, right? Even though okay. it's side by side. But the most interesting thing to me was the fact that like every client side framework was well above 10 megs. And when you load this thing up, like it stayed at a solid 9.5 megabytes for me. And like there was no memory leakage. Like it was just sitting there at 9.5 megabytes. Hmm. So. Very interesting. So. I say kudos to MDG. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so one thing I'm really curious about, though, is um, technically React can sit on top of Meteor, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in that, I, I think I asked a question on Creator. I don't know if I got a response, but would that something like that replace Blaze altogether, or can it kind of intermingle with it, or do you know how that would work? Um. I, you know, that's a that's a great question, and I'm not sure I know the answer. So my th initial thoughts on it would be, like, uh, you could put React in there and then just maybe not use parts of Blaze, but I still think Blaze is going to load its libraries and be sitting there. So yeah. I don't know. Um, you. So I think you could remove the web component and maybe piece mm -hmm. together the pieces you want instead and maybe not include Blaze, and that would be a way you could accomplish it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've never tried, so could be talking out my butt here. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Wait, um, wanna move on here? Yeah. Cool, so up next we've got MongoDB 3.0. Um, this caught my attention the other day, but um, you know, full disclosure, I'm, I'm not much of a database guy. I take full advantage of how simple Meteor makes uh, interacting with the database layer. Um, but uh, basically what they've said is this will be generally available in March. They're kind of finishing testing and putting touches. I don't know if there's a beta or anything available. Um, but they're kind of boasting this as having massive improvements to performance and scalability. Um, and this one is kind of dorky. I don't really understand. <laughs> Enabled by comprehensive improvements in the storage layer. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you're not familiar with it, like um, MySQL, you can change out the the storage engines on MySQL, and it looks like they've taken a similar approach here. They now have what they call the Wired Tiger yeah. storage engine. It sounds fierce. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I, I actually believe there was like a they they like acquired a company that was building this technology and ah, okay and so they've been working to wire it in uh, but they're claiming like a seven to ten x you know better write performance and uh, you know you can turn on compression and they're saying like you can use up to eighty percent less storage uh, space you know I I feel like I'm maybe reading an Apple press release or something like. I yeah, that's, I'm curious, like, once somebody puts this through the paces, if it'll live up to those kind of claims. Because whenever you see up to, I'm always, like, a little suspicious, like, ah, up to, what's the average and stuff like that. But um, I don't know, if they can actually, you know, back that up in, in production, that would be awesome. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, the big question is, uh, what what are the changes to – uh, op log and that kind of thing because those are probably the things yeah. that would affect Meteor the most, you know. Um, Do so. you know um, offhand what version of Mongo Meteor is running right now? 
I think it's supposed to be compatible with 2.4, but you can run it with 2.6. Okay. Uh, and there are some comments around that uh, with, uh, if you look on Crater, Aaron Noto was talking about it. And he's, you know, he's probably one of the guys more anxious to get his hands on Mongo 3.0 because, you know, they've, they've got, Kadira just deals with a huge amount of data. Yeah. And so, you know, he, he definitely wants to see this. So. Oh, yeah, here you go. There's actually a comment by um, Slava Kim. It says, moving slowly to 2.6, thanks to Glasser. So it seems like they're kind of slowly upgrading. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, it's funny. Like, they'll get to 2.6 right as 3.0 comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I again, like, there's only – I'm guessing a lot of these features under the hood will just work, right? Like, we, you can use the, the Wired Tiger stuff on 3.0 without worrying about anything else. Um, so as long as they haven't, like, broken any APIs or changed anything major, then theoretically this should just still work. Um, yeah. But, you know, if they've made some changes in Oplog, like being able to subscribe to just what you care about in Oplog, like, that would be mm-hmm. amazing for Meteor, actually. All right. Good stuff. Um, so the last story here is uh, I-, I wanted to highlight this this new package because I-, I thought it was interesting. Like they left a comment on a blog post of mine like, hey, you know, I wanted to contribute to the whole ORM discussion and I made a package. And uh, it's kind of based on the idea of collection helpers and um, that he's wiring up some uh, n- little syntactic sugars for you, right? Like, so rather than calling my collection dot update with, you know, this dot underscore ID, you just call this dot dollar sign set and Ooh. then you hand it your data. And, um, the, uh, it looks like he's got set, he's got save, he's got dollar sign push, add to set, like just everything you could think of. And you just, you need like the individual Mongo, collection object uh you know one document and then you're able to just call this stuff on it um you can even call update and then pass stuff underneath like dollar sign set and dollar sign add to set uh what's this last one man i have to play with this there's a lot of nice little helpers in here yeah yeah he's got dollar sign remove too that's you know that's the way it should be in my opinion this is this is brilliant. I love this. Um, so I really, really wanted to highlight this because I, you know, I, I initially, um, I missed having an ORM. Uh, but I think, you know, when I, when I look at this, this these are the little niceties that I missed out of my ORM. So, uh, it is really nice that you can get this. So to me, like I always use, um, lately it's just been collection hooks and collection helpers. And, uh, this is going to become a staple as well. That's cool. So, when was this originally released? Just the past uh, couple of days? Well, he made noise about it the past couple of days uh, on Crater, probably four days ago. Okay. But if we go back, the the get yeah, just five days ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, definitely something to play with because this looks like a huge time saver. Yeah. Definitely. R. Cly. I don't I don't know how you say his his GitHub name, but. Uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty awesome. I'm pretty excited about it. So, yeah, definitely. All right, uh, you've got a few minutes left, so I would just ask you a question or two if you don't mind. 
Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what are you working on right now? Like what kind of interesting meteor things are you doing, Ryan? Hmm, a uh, couple of things. One, um, you actually got tipped off to this the other day. You were asking me about it. I'm working on a job board for Meteor, something that's a little more dressed up than what's out there now. Nobody kind of get me with a pitchfork. Um, you know, try and turn it into a business. So that's coming out in a couple of weeks here. We'll see where I get and kind of slugging my way through development work. Um, and aside from that, um, wrapping up loose ends on part two of that strike recipe. Mm, so that was excited a good to get that live. Yeah. Thank you. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know how it goes with client work. Like, I've been doing. Uh, I've got two clients right now, so it's been kind of crazy. Yeah, I'll keep you busy. Yeah, yeah. I've actually hired someone to work with me too. So. Oh, cool! You're moving up. Yeah, trying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then today, like you, the whole reason you're even on this podcast is because, uh, you know, uh, was it yesterday? Maybe someone yesterday recommended. Um, you know, you joined into the, the Meteor Club chat room and uh, yeah, it's just like last minute where I was like, oh, I'm so tired. Can you can you maybe find someone? And then I was like, I just asked on the, the Meteor Club Slack chat room, like, hey, does anyone want to fill in? And you're like, yeah, I can do it. Yeah, definitely. She give a hat tip to uh, Ben Strahan because he was the one who was like, hey, you should get in on this. I think you'd like it. Yeah, definitely. So. If you want to come talk with all the, uh, I was realizing now we've got uh, four, four book authors are in the chat oh, room cool. as well. So we've got uh, Sasha and Manuel, uh, Stefan and uh, Sam. So good collection there. If you want to, you want to like have access to these people and and have a cool chat room to hang out in all day long, talk about Meteor. Go to uh, patreon.com slash meteor club and uh, feel free to sign up there for sure. And um, I'm just pulling it up real quick. Uh, we had one new member this week. So many clicks. Someone should tell them to like make it easier to get to their page here. On Patreon, you mean? Yeah, like seeing my list of patrons is is kind of ridiculous to get to. Uh, let's see here, gosh, only I can find it easy. Figures. The one time I need to get to it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they've changed this now since like two days ago. Startups. Yeah, crazy startups. Well, we got a new one. I'll I'll make sure we say his name next week. Uh, but we are at at a uh, hundred dollars, so we're we're uh, not quite halfway, but we're getting close to the the two hundred and fifty mark in which we'll start a new podcast. So. Oh. Yeah, we're getting close. I feel Do like. You have, what's the uh, topic for the new podcast? It'll be more of a roundtable with multiple people, um, and it'll probably be a, a longer format uh, once a week. So we'll have some regulars on, and then we'll invite special guests in and that kind of thing. Similar to Ruby Rogues or JavaScript Jabber or something like that. Oh, very cool. Which bonus mention, if you want to check it out, if you go to devchat.tv, you can get to uh, JavaScript Jabber and uh, check out Matt. He was on the latest episode, Matt DeBergalis. So. Yeah, I was listening to that this morning. It's a really good interview. Yeah, nice. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you next week.
çok tegezik. 